Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello listeners, hello video viewers, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is called 2022 News Quiz with Stephen from Send7 Podcast and that should explain what's going on here. I think you probably all know Stephen already, he's been on my podcast a couple of times this year. Um, but just in case you don't know, Stephen runs a podcast for learners of English in which he sums up news stories from around the world in plain English. It's called Simple English News Daily. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. So Stephen keeps up with the news because he does a podcast about it and he's prepared a news quiz for me, okay? Uh, a quiz about news stories, stuff that happened this year, 2022. It's international news and um, we're going to start in just a second. I invite you listeners, viewers, to try to answer the questions too. Let's see if you can beat me. Uh, which won't be difficult because, A, I haven't been keeping up with the news very well this year. And I, even now I'm thinking, what, it's the end of 22 already? Blooming it. Where did that go? <laughs> we don't have a TV at home. I don't read a regular newspaper. I don't know what's going on, Stephen. I'm sure that's um, not true, Luke. I do. I do try. I try to keep up with what's going on. But a lot of the time, I do feel like I'm so busy with daily life that I don't get the chance to keep up and I generally feel a bit overwhelmed most of the time. I, I read some news summaries from certain websites, like, for example, theweek.co.uk. Love that. Uh, I have, I'm, I've subscribed to their newsletter, so I kind of like read the little summaries from there. You know, there's what I pick up on Twitter, what my parents talk about, what my friends talk about. But yeah, I can't believe that 2022 is already finished. Where did it go? I don't know. But anyway, let's do this quiz. Okay, let's see how much I don't know about what happened in the world in 2022. And I'm now going to hand over to the quiz master, Stephen. And here we go. Stephen, it's over to oh, you. Thank you again for, for having me, Luke. It's, it's great to be back on. I'm glad that you've recovered from your flu. Oh, yeah, I had flu, everybody. I don't know if you can tell. You could... Um, nah, you sound fine. Everyone's probably thinking, what happened to you? You do look different, Luke. What happened? Well, I shaved off my beard in a desperate attempt to get the flu out of my system. <laughs> I don't want hair on my face when I feel this ill. So I shaved and everything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, still recovering. It was proper flu. It wasn't just like uh, that flu. Oh, I've got a bit of flu. No, it was the, the proper flu where you can't move and you think you're going to die. Uh, it was horrible. So yeah, this is the first time I've actually been out of the house properly in something like 10 days. So I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing my eyes and blinking into the light, um, but feeling much better. Oh, you look, how, you how are you anyway? No, no, you you look you look great. I'm I'm actually um, feeling quite fat from 
from eating lots of uh, Christmas chocolates and biscuits already. Even though we're recording this slightly before Christmas, but I've been to a... It's the 19th of December that we're recording this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pre-Christmas and you're already feeling fat. I, yes, yeah, already. Yeah, but, you know, been to a you know work Christmas party and, you know, yesterday went to uh, watch Argentina win the World Cup. Um, wow. There you go. There's no question on that. Um, uh, and uh, ate, yeah. ate, ate some more chocolates. So yeah, yeah, I'm feeling feeling fat already, but um, you look fine. Thank you. You, you look fine. <laughs> Congrats to Argentina, by the way. Commis- commiserations to France. What an incredible game it wow, was! Wow, what but a anyway, game! Wow, yeah, it was. It was, it was just a roller coaster, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I was. My heart was beating so fast. I I, I wasn't invested in the winner at all, but I was like, on the edge of my seat for what nearly three I, hours. I, obviously, or I, I was. Su- Sorry, I was supporting France, of course, um, and uh, so very much invested in, in the winner. And uh, it, it, it went from like, oh my God, this is the worst. You know, France are totally terrible to in something like the last 20 minutes of the game to, oh, this is incredible. France are amazing. I can't believe they're going to do it. And then, you know, so it went this way, it went that way. And um, in the end, even though France didn't win, I felt like it wasn't quite as bad as them losing 2-0. Yeah. Yeah. Which they it which looked like you know that's what was going to happen. It yeah. looked like they were going to just get defeated um, easily by Argentina. They yeah. did stage a pretty solid comeback. They did. But it made it, it more exciting, enough. definitely. Yeah. But uh, Argentina deserved it. They really did. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. guys. Campeones del mundo. People. Um. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah. So the the quiz that that I've got here has got twenty questions. All about um, okay. international news, world news. From, could be from anywhere in the world, and um, yeah, it goes more or less in chronological order from uh, from the beginning of the year up until now. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to do better than you think, Luke, because um, it's you know it's, it's all stuff that's been pretty pretty big. I think I think, um, and I would encourage okay. listeners if you are. At home, if you're sitting down, then maybe just you could write down the answers on a, a piece of paper or something <clears throat> before I, I say the answers. I'll just say the answers. I'll give it every, I'll give you a minute or so, and then I'll just say the answer. And then you can record I feel it. Like, Go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like I should maybe sit here with my hands up like this, <laughs> to, just to show to everyone, I am not Googling anything. <laughs> right? my phone. I'm putting my phone up there on the windowsill, yeah. right? and I promise I'm not going to be... If I do... Type, you'll see the screen moving like this because I'm using my laptop's inbuilt camera. So I don't know. You're not uh, cheating. Do, should I sit with my hands on my head like this the entire quiz? That would be ridiculous. Yeah. But believe me, folks, I've got a pen. I've got paper as well, just in case I need to desperately write some notes down. Um, but yes, there you go. Well, listeners, I hope you're taking it as seriously as Luke is and that you're not going to cheat either. Um, My reputation is on the line here. I don't want people thinking I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> I mean, they already part. Maybe they already do, but uh, I don't want that to be proven uh, today in, in in the podcast. There we go. Well, if nobody listens to the ne- uh, the next podcast, then you'll know why. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. Luke doesn't know about events. <laughs> I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> okay, shall we start? Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Well, this is the the world. Uh, news quiz of 2022. Here we go. So we're going to start in January. Question one. In January, 
Believe it or not, Luke, we were actually still in the middle of this uh, incredible pandemic called the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Um, Mm. And in January, the world was still reporting more than three million cases of COVID-19 every day. But which letter of the Greek alphabet was given to the very contagious variant which made the cases so high in January and has continued to be the main variant throughout 2022. Okay, don't say anything yet, Luke. Um, I was thinking that maybe after I say every question, I should have said this before, maybe after I say a question, if you know the answer, you could just hold it back for a minute so that the listeners could... Because I could see you were about to jump out there. Because I think you know this one. Go on, go on, you nod your head. Nod your head. You think you know this one? Um, so, <laughs> I think I do. But let, shall I just say it a, a, another another way so that the listeners can uh, have another okay. go? So there's uh, the Greek alphabet has been giving <clears throat> letters uh, to different variants of COVID nineteen. And the the one which really exploded at the end of 2021 and was the has been the main variant throughout all of 2022 and really peaked in January. Which letter mm. was given to that? It's got a name. So, um, mm. so, so I think we're talking about the Omicron variant. But now I'm trying to now this is where my my Greek. Uh, comes into play. I'm wondering what is is it Omega? Is that the? It's <laughs> Luke, not. Is it? Luke, Luke, I'm going to stop I, you there. I'm going to stop you there because <laughs> you got it right already. It is Omicron. That's what it is. Oh, what? But that's is that the name of the letter yeah. in the Greek alphabet? Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's so it's yeah. really yeah. so it's like A B C D E F G Omicron D. You know. Yeah, essentially okay. something like that. Omega is actually a different letter, even though it sounds like they both start with O for us. They are slightly different. I believe I'm not. I'm okay. da- I don't speak Greek, and I don't uh, know the Greek alphabet. But I believe that's true. <laughs> okay. But Omicron. So Omicron, Omicron, is the right answer. Omicron well was the variant that you were, yeah. you were looking for. We should for. have got okay. a sound effect for when you got the uh, answer right. Woo-hoo. There we go. Oh, that one. That sounds really good. Uh, there you go. I have to keep doing that. One out <laughs> the of one. Um, I, I suppose for the for the listeners' sake, maybe we should give them a I don't know a specific time frame or something. But I'm going to imagine, listeners, that you all got that one. Right, as well. It seems like a mm-hmm. long time ago now, doesn't it, that uh, coronavirus was completely dominating the world? Yeah, it does. I mean, except having that flu has just totally disorientated all sense of time and space for me. So I don't know where I am yeah. or what's going on. It's 2022. I thought it's it was like, there. I was there in bed recovering, going, oh, it's all right. It's 2015. Yeah. Everything's okay in the world. There's no Brexit, no Donald Trump, no uh, no COVID, none of that, no war in Iraq, in anywhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh no, God, it's 2022, isn't it? Oh, oh, God, yeah. Anyway, it's okay. Roll on, 2020. The lockdowns are over, including the one that you've just had for the last uh, two weeks. So um, yeah, oh. you can uh, go and mm. celebrate Argentina winning the World Cup and Christmas and things over the next few days once you uh, feel better. I, I don't think I'll be celebrating Argentina winning the World Cup. Not 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 here in Paris, in the capital of France. They'll, yeah, they they they'd hit me in the head with a baguette if I did that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it wouldn't be too fun to be an Argentinian in in Paris right now. Um, okay. Well, you brought us on to question two there in February. 
uh, question two, um, as you said, very, very sad events. So Russia invaded Ukraine in February, on February the 24th, and this created the biggest refugee crisis uh, by numbers of people that the world has seen in the 21st century and the biggest yeah. refugee crisis in Europe since World War Two. Question number two is, which country received the most Ukrainian refugees? Hold Oof. your... Uh, Hold your answer there. We'll allow the listeners to have a good little, uh, good little think. What do you think, listeners? Which country received the the most of the Ukrainian refugees? Obviously, it's going to be a, a bordering country, a neighbouring country. Um, hmm. I, I'm I'm going to go with Poland. Is um, that your final answer, Luke? That is my final. I could have gone Romania. I could have gone one of the other. Uh, states up there but no um poland is the is the one i'm going for i reckon i've got lots of listeners in poland too okay well they are going to be very hello, happy. polish hello polish people hello hello <sighs> don't say hello to you enough hello polish people yay yeah. anyway um the, i Mate. you are absolutely right it is poland well done two out of two for luke there we go 100 oh my so god far. well done yay excellent fantastic yeah fantastic well done uh hopefully I, uh, all listeners have got two out of two as well so far. But come on, you've got to get one wrong so that people can be beating you. And then be Don't worry, I, I will. Okay, good. Well, let's see if you can get this one wrong. Number three. This one's in March already. In March, the Oscars caused one of the most widely watched video clips this year, but it wasn't related to any film or any award being given. All the attention was on an actor who slapped a comedian. You and you listeners can have half a point each for getting either the the famous American actor who was the slapper or the famous American comedian who is the slappy. So you can either you can have <laughs> half a point for either of them and uh, a full point if you can get both of them. So, um, should we right. give Right, yeah, we, we understand. I think we've got it. So who was the slapper? Who was the slappy? A total of one point if you get the two names. Well, the, the, the slapper was, of course, uh, Will Smith. That's right, absolutely and the, right. And the, and the slappy was Chris Rock. Yeah, well course. done. Well done, Lee. And... Uh, Excellent. Yeah, what a what a terrible moment that was in culture. Oh, 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 oh. terrible but amazing! Wow, who'd have thought? Yeah, biz- a bizarre moment, and I can't believe he got away with it and got celebrated. I know. For I mean, he kind of got set. He he, did. he he was given an Oscar at the end of the night, and they're all cheering and clapping him by the end of the night, and he'd just gone on stage and assaulted someone. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He did. in fact, I think as soon as he got up on stage. Uh, to accept his award, he apologised like overall in general. Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that, but he didn't apologise to Chris Rock, the guy he'd actually just slapped. No, that was a crime that he committed yeah. there. He, I mean, Chris Rock could have pressed charges. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a crazy world. Dangerous for people like you, comedians who have to get up and make fun of people on stage all the time. 
I know. Don't. It's not okay to go and slap comedians, everybody. All right. Just because Will Smith did it no. doesn't mean everyone else can do it. No. Has it made you nervous? Hmm. Uh, not really. No, okay. <laughs> I, are you one I generally of, don't make. Yeah, I was going to say, are mm. you one of these uh, comedians who makes fun of people in the crowd? No, not I'm I'm not really, but sometimes you have to. Sometimes if if the 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 moment arises and you have to do it, but yeah, I suppose it's a bit of a grey area that the the sort of morality and ethics of that, but um um, I mean, generally, there's an unspoken agreement that when as when a comedian is doing their thing on stage, that there might be a bit of interaction with the audience, and that sometimes means sort of making jokes about people. But everyone understands that it's all part of a comedy show, yeah. and it shouldn't be taken too seriously. And if well, you, Will Smith didn't get that message, neither did his wife. Apparently, no. I don't know what's going on there. No. Something, something going on between him and his oh, wife. Yeah, that, and it's like, I, I, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the clip. You, you know, Chris Rock tells the joke yeah. um, and Will Smith appeared to be laughing. He glanced over at his wife and she she gave laughing. him the evil eye yeah. and he instantly was like, oh, oh God. And then he, he overreacted. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he stormed down there and slapped him. Yeah. Still can't believe yeah, that happened. he probably can't Ridiculous. either. Nobody can. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Crazy, crazy. Um, anyway, uh, question number four. And three out of three so far, Luke. Well done. Uh, yeah. Question number four. We are now in April and we are moving to France. In April, President Emmanuel Macron won a second term as the president of France. In the second round, his opponent was the same person as in 2017. And this time, she won 41% of votes, which is considered very high for someone who is generally mm. seen as a far-right candidate. Who is she? So, I know you do live in France, Luke, so you might have a bit of an advantage there. But uh, Yeah. So we're talking about, of course, Marine Le Pen. Marine the Pen. Yes. She's not Marine a pen, listeners, pen. but um, that's just her <clears throat> name. But, uh, yeah, Marine Le Pen. Ah, that is absolutely yes. like... Well done, Luke. I well got done. it right. Well done. Well done. Well done. Uh, we dodged a bullet there, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you would have been in trouble if you didn't get that one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think, Luke? Is there is the right on a on a far right surge in France at the moment, uh, or was that just a, a fluke accident? Well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you know, it's hard to argue with forty one percent, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the. You know the the. I don't know how to describe this. I don't think that is going away in a in a hurry. Mm. There's clearly a lot of people who um, identify with the things that she's saying or the things she represents. Yeah. So I don't know, Stephen. Really, I mean, personally, I hope not. Obviously, but um, God knows. I don't know. I'm you know I'm trying to stay positive about the future and about the state of the world, uh, which can be a little difficult uh, in the face of, you know, global events, but you've got to do what you can. Some people listening to this are like, yeah, well, Marine Le Pen, she's fantastic. Um, I'm aware, (laughs) you know, I've got a broad, I've got a broad variety of different people who listen to my podcast. And at this point that some people are going, this is not the place for politics. (laughs) Especially, especially if I uh, talk about, uh, the politics of other countries, yeah. people 
often get a bit sort of upset about that. Um, they're fine if I talk about the UK. I can say anything I want and criticise the UK as much as I like. They love that. Popcorn. Yum, yum, yum. Please keep doing that, Luke. But if I start talking about other countries, then people tend to get a bit upset about that. So people are but, always going to um, get upset about something, really, aren't they? So. They certainly are. I, I don't think we can walk on eggshells all our lives, can we? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I suppose not. Yeah, you, you, yeah, I should take a leaf out of your book, Stephen, well, and just not worry about it too much. Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Uh, I suppose people always say you should know more about what you're talking about before you say it or something. But uh, Yeah, but basically if people disagree with you, then they're going to find also any argument yeah. they can to, to, to you know, uh, to express that. Totally. Um yeah, I mean, personally, I, I, you know, it's it's tricky for me because I, I think these issues are all really important, and obviously, it's important to talk about them. Uh, but I personally feel comfortable usually talking about like bears and ninjas and things, <laughs> uh, and so I don't necessarily feel placed to. I don't always feel like I have the statesman-like um, um, ability to talk about world events in in that very you know it's a, it's a fine line that you have to walk yeah yeah um you don't want to stick your foot in it it's okay as, I, as, I, as it I don't come on your podcast every day so you know you you, you can talk about ninjas and um <laughs> it's most of the time <laughs> even that even some people are like you should not talk about ninjas and bears luke you should be talking about the important things in the world stop stop getting distracted by uh, trivial things like oh, okay i'm just want to i'm just trying to do a podcast for learners of english with some comedy in it <laughs> yeah yeah well anyway I'm, I'm sure anybody who's really um uh who doesn't like difficult topics probably saw that this was a world news quiz and went oh no I don't want to have it. Oh, no don't want to talk don't want to don't want to listen to that so uh there we go yeah. they're, they're not listening you can say all the controversial things you want uh question number 5 in may question 5 in may who won the eurovision song contest oh gosh Oh gosh, you know, I don't really, I've, you know, I've never watched Eurovision. Never. I mean, it's not really my cup of tea. I always find the songs to be laughably bad and it's all a bit of a joke, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's part of the fun. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. I should probably get into the fun side of that, but I can't help kind of going, oh God, I'm, <laughs> I don't like the, uh, you know. Anyway, uh, who won? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't the UK because we never win. Normally we come last, don't Do you know we? What, I don't though? know. Every, we, uh, the UK if, actually came second this year, which was uh, an an unbelievable uh, piece of magic. Yeah, I you know, yeah, it's normally always nil point, but uh, this this year, yeah, the UK actually came second. So who came first? Oh dear. So this is the, I'm going to get this one wrong. Um, and also, there's like loads of countries in the Eurovision Song Contest who are like nowhere near Europe. Europe. It's Eurovision. I guess it's Eurovision. So if you can see Europe like on a map, <laughs> yeah. then you're able to take part. Australia like, Australia cannot Australia see Europe. <laughs> well, they can see it on a map. You, you know, can see pictures of it on the internet. Uh, so it's like, can you see Europe? Do you know what Europe looks like? Yes, we do. Yeah. You're in. It's the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. Have you got a song? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I've no idea. I'm going to say uh, Papua New Guinea. 
<laughs> is that your final answer? Is it Papua New Guinea? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my that's final, final answer. answer. You know what? Surprisingly, Luke, you're actually wrong. It's not Papua New Guinea. <sighs> Although that was... Papua Old uh, Guinea. It was a great, uh, a great uh, idea. It could have been Papua New Guinea because there are lots of countries which are, are not in Europe that are in the Eurovision Song Contest. But actually, it wasn't Papua New Guinea. Um, it was... I tell you what, I'll give you a little clue. Maybe I can give you it for half a point if um, if you get it now, yeah, after your, your guess of Papua New Guinea. Uh, after this clue, the result was probably a bit politically motivated by the rest of Europe, by the whole of Europe. Oh, all right, so it's Ukraine. Yes, it was Ukraine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There you go. You sc- scrounged yeah. uh, half point there, Luke. Well done. I sort um, of understand that because they're like, oh god, they're getting completely bombed and yeah. they've been invaded by one of their neighbours and right. like large sections of the population have have been displaced and either they've left their homes or they've been killed or their loved ones have been killed. What can we do? Oh, let's give them the Eurovision Song Contest. That'll make them feel better. Yeah, yeah, totally. And in fact, in uh, many countries, they could have just voted themselves because 8 million uh, refugees from Ukraine across Europe now. So, so yeah, they could have just uh, been using the phone lines of uh, in whatever country they were in. But uh, yeah, almost every country... Uh, voted for them as their their number one choice. So as a gesture of support. I must say, they did actually have a really good song. And I know, like, typically Eurovision songs are not that amazing, but uh, their song was actually great, uh, I must say. Um, Okay. Yes, well done. So you've got four and a half out of five, Luke. Not bad. I think you gave me that. You gifted me that one. Come on. I, I don't think I deserve that, Mate, to be in all honesty. I don't know. Papua New Guinea. Yeah, that was a good, not a bad shout. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. I didn't get that. Don't give me half a point for that. I don't deserve no, it. No, I was thinking honest. of saying that listeners could have it as well. If they didn't get it the first time, they got it from my politically motivated... Uh, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Well, let, let sure. Okay. All right. We'll take it if you're, off- if you're offering it. I am. I'm feeling generous today. It's Christmas. It's uh, <laughs> yay! That's the spirit. Um, yes, uh, and, and funnily, you should mention Australia actually, because I think the best experience I've had of watching Eurovision was actually at a party in Australia. They, like, I went to a, a Eurovision party. Might have been the first time that Australia had been in Eurovision, you know, because they're not in Europe, so that makes sense. Yeah, and um, uh, and it was brilliant. Everyone was dressing up and you know, like cheering and playing drinking games with the um uh with the voting and things like that it was brilliant really good okay. i recommend australia if you're going to watch uh, the eurovision song contest oh good good may we need a bit of that don't we i suppose a bit of uh you know a bit of the right party spirit yeah yeah exactly okay we are now in june so number 6 we're on question number 6 uh in mm. june and july there were serious heat waves across the whole of the Northern Hemisphere. The United Kingdom set a new record temperature on the 19th of July. What important number did the UK cross for the first time when recording this temperature? And uh, if you're thinking, what an important number, what does that mean? It's a number with a zero on the end. So what important number did the UK cross for the first time 
on the so 19th is, of July. This is, this number represents a sort of a, a landmark figure in terms of um, high temperatures in the UK. Exactly And right. some people out there are going, what is it, 25 degrees? No, it was a bit hotter than that, all right? <laughs> um, uh, I think it's 40 degrees. I think that it, it, it topped 40 degrees in the UK somewhere. I think it got to about 41 degrees yeah, uh, didn't it? Well done, Luke. That is absolutely right. It was 40 degrees, uh, which absolutely smashed the previous record because the previous record was 38 point something. And it went up to, four, uh, I think the highest recorded was just under 41. It was like 40.9 or something somewhere. So it was like two degrees above the previous record. And normally these records go up by 0.1, 0.2, tiny little bits like that. But this was a mm. complete smashing. Um and uh, yeah, what, what a day that was. It was so hot all day. I guess you were in, in France. Uh, it's 41 degrees. 41. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah uh, no, I was, yeah, I was in France. It got pretty damn hot here too. Let me yeah. tell you. Oh God, I don't like the hot weather. So there's another thing to look forward to, folks. Yeah, hey. <laughs> anyway, uh, but so you're in, uh, remind, you're Canterbury, Canterbury, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got 39 here that day. Oh gosh! Yeah. How did you actually survive? I mean, do you have? Did you have any? Do you have any little? How did you deal with that? Um, what my, techniques did you use? My house is is got. I don't know what it is. It's got a great shape for not taking in the the heat that much, especially the bottom half. I don't know. Just lucky, I guess. Uh, but no, I just stayed in. I love. I, I'm a big walker. I love walking and listening to podcasts. That's where I listen to most of my most podcasts. Uh, I'm a bit of a podcast addict, and um, I. I have to walk every day. And I remember on that day, I just walked early in the morning and late at night because during the, the middle of the day, it was just, it was just uh, impossible to, to leave yeah. the house. But uh, yeah, yeah okay. it didn't last too long. In, uh, when I was living in, in Argentina in the north, um, there was, there's some periods where it's around 40 degrees for, you know, 50 days at a time or something over the summer. So <sighs> it's okay. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. How how on earth do you guys cope with that in the yes. northern parts of Argentina? And then they're going, we don't care, we won the World Cup, yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Siesta, they really do. In the, the city I was living in, in Resistencia, they have a, a proper siesta. So all of the businesses close between one o'clock in the afternoon and five o'clock in the afternoon. Everything's closed. So but the day is really cut in half. So you've got all, everything, all the shops and everything open between nine and one in the morning and then mm. between 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. So it's, and yeah, most people go to sleep. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Like okay. in Spain, they don't really do it that much anymore. But in the north of Argentina, they do. Okay. Yeah. Still doing the old siesta there. Yeah, it's nice. Good for you guys. It's nice. I like Good it. Good for you. Uh, right. Number seven. Also in June... In the United States, there was a decision made by the Supreme Court, which essentially changed the law on a very controversial topic. Democrats, including President Biden, disagreed with the decision of the Supreme Court, which has a majority of conservative judges. There were also many women-led protests after this decision. What was it that the Supreme Court said was not a constitutional right? 
I think uh, if uh, you didn't quite get that question, you might have to uh, press replay, uh, press yeah. press rewind a little bit because there's got a lot of uh, big words in there. It's basically uh, one of the big uh, controversial, divisive issues in uh, in life in the United States of America. Yeah. Which one is it, folks? Which one are we going to pick? Is it gun control? Is it abortion? Or is it gun control? <laughs> or is it abortion? What else do they? What else do they all disagree with each other about over there? Uh, it's it's abortion. It's abortion laws. The, it was uh, the women's right to you know to have an abortion uh, was taken away by the Supreme Court. Uh, but I understand that you know the different states can interpret the law as they see fit. But still. Um, Essentially, the Supreme Court said uh, you're not allowed to have an abortion anymore. Like, what? <laughs> Luke, you said you weren't going to do very well on this quiz, and it sounds like you've been <laughs> reading up uh, every day. Yeah, uh, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll credit you for that, for making it easy on me. Uh, <laughs> I, I was expecting it to be more difficult than this. So apparently I know more about the world than I, than I gave myself credit for. I don't know. Or maybe I was just, um, earlier on, I said, Oh, I'm not going to do very well. Maybe, maybe I was just covering my, covering my ass as we say. No, well, Um, well, well done. You are, you are absolutely, absolutely right. It is abortion. So yeah, the Supreme court essentially, uh, changed this ruling from 50 years before, which said that basically it said that abortion was a right. And it said that's not true anymore. And so now all of the states are able to make up their own decisions. And I can't remember what it is now, but I think about 15 states have just basically banned it completely. And so now you've got lots of women traveling between the states to go and have abortions in, in different places and things like that. Yeah. Um, and actually, funnily enough, I'm just making sure there wasn't another question I've made on this. I'm not going to give away one of the answers, am I? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, and actually, strangely, even though the, the Republican Party had been trying to change that abortion uh, law for, for many, many, many years, it actually had a negative effect on the Republican Party afterwards because the, the uh, Democrats were able to use this abortion issue as a bit of a boost for their campaigns for these midterm elections. And the Democrats actually did better than was expected um, before, possibly because of that, because he had a lot of people who might not have voted going, oh no, they've taken away our abortion rights, I'm going to go out and vote for the Democrats. So it actually had a a, a positive effect on the Democratic Party. Interesting. There we Hmm. go. Now, July, okay, we are on number eight, Uh, the 8th of July. Okay, um... Okay, another, yes. another bit of a, 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 another kind of depressing question. Don't worry, there are some more positive questions coming soon, but, but bear with <laughs> us, bear with us. On the 8th of July, Japan's longest serving prime minister was assassinated. What was his name? Mm. Abe. Uh, Shinto Abe. Close enough. Right? Close enough. Yeah, no, I'm going to no, give you no, that. No, 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 no. Shinzo, not Shinto. Shinto is the name of a flipping religion in, in <laughs> Japan. Shinzo. It's right. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Japanese yeah. people. Yeah. I just made a fool of myself there. Shinzo Abe. Yeah, that was that was a horrible moment, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. 
the longest serving Prime Minister of Japan, yeah, Shinzo Abe, was killed on the 8th of July. And it's really something really incredible because uh, gun uh, deaths are really, really rare in uh, in Japan. Like, yeah. uh, even though I think uh, Japan's population is about a third of the United States, you know, in, in the United States, they have something like uh, 15,000 gun deaths per year or something like that. In uh, in 2021, Japan had one. One yeah. good death related to guns. And um, I don't know what it is for 2022, but there we go. Uh, Shinzo Abe. The- Reminds me of a stand-up comedy routine by a comedian called Bill Hicks. Have you ever heard of Bill Hicks? Yeah, but uh, go on, give us the routine. He was a con- He was he's, he's he passed away in two th- in uh, 1994. Uh, but um, so he's kind of a cult uh, figure, really. But um, and he's had some controversial material, but some of his material is very funny. So he he, he uh, in one of his shows that he filmed in the UK in London. Um, he was talking about gun control, and he said, in, in, "You know, in in America, they have forty three thousand deaths from handguns every year. In the UK, fourteen. Uh, and he said, uh, probably American tourists too, who <laughs> 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 kind of like, kind of that, you know, <laughs> who are just annoyed about the food. You know, like, <laughs> you call this a sandwich? <laughs> oh, it's the way we eat here. Is like, you don't boil pizza? <laughs> you know, um, sorry to make light of a." of actually what is a very serious story. But um, hopefully everyone will forgive me for it. No, I think they will. I think they will. Uh, They'll be uh, be happy that Luke is uh, turning uh, Stephen's depressing quiz around. Um, But no, great. Uh, Well done. You've got eight... uh, No, wait, no, wait. You've got uh, seven and a half out of eight. That's amazing, Luke. This is the best I've ever done in any kind of assessment, quiz, (laughs) test, exam, whatever you want to call this. Uh, Um... This is unprecedented, Stephen. I'd never normally do this well in this sort of thing. They're going to be thinking that this so, is all set up, aren't they? I'm kind of pinching myself going, is this real? Am I still lying in a in, in my bed, sick with flu, just delirious? Uh, Shinto Abe. I mean, Shinzo Abe. Uh, I'm going to wake up in, in half an hour and realise it was all just a dream. Yeah, good. Well, if, still, you've, um, yeah. if you've been counting your score on your fingers so far, listeners then uh, this quiz does go to 20, so you're going to have to start writing something down at some point. But there we go. Unless you have 20 fingers. If you have 20 fingers. You never know, Stephen. Like I've got quite a lot of people listening to this podcast. There's bound to be one person who, you know... Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> somebody 20 fing- just, you know, can count on their toes as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, okay, question number yeah. nine. <clears throat> in July, there were huge protests in an island country. Protesters even entered the president's official residence, swam in his pool, and some even watched themselves on his television. After the president resigned... uh, Sorry, after that. After that, the president resigned. Didn't say that right. Yeah. In which island country did this happen? Oh, la, la. He said, sounding very French. Um, oh, an island country. Um, uh, it's, it sounds a bit like the, cap- the insurgency at the Capitol building, which happened in America like ages ago. Anyway, there's nothing to do with this. This is not the answer. Uh, um, an island nation. Uh, people broke into the president's residence yeah. 
and swam in his pool and watched themselves on his like on his TV yeah, on his security this, cameras. This, this, no, no, this was really in- incredible uh, uh, scenes where you had um, essentially, of course, the whole thing's being covered by journalists and things. So, you know, the media there, and yeah, and you could actually just see at one point these people who were in the president's. Uh, I don't know whether it was his bedroom or his living room or something, and they just put the TV on, and of course, on the TV, there's a cameraman behind them filming them so they would just like you know like a circular thing of them seeing themselves uh, on on the tv there um so was this a was this a coup was this basically a, an uprising some sort of revolt i wouldn't or call a coup? it i wouldn't call it a coup because it didn't involve uh, a faction or an opposition party or the military well, taking yeah. power that actually didn't happen instead after this the president wasn't in the building at the time i think he'd gone somewhere else um, he eventually escaped. I think he went to Singapore, and from there he resigned, and then somebody else has taken over. There's been a few more protests since then, actually. Um, uh, there's a lot of economic problems as well in this country at the moment. But essentially, in July, there there was this main big series of protests where the building, that building, the the uh, president's uh, official residence was kind of captured by these protesters. I think they stayed in there for about two days and then they just left. Uh, Ate all the food and then left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think probably the swimming pool was the thing that got the most attention. You just had all these people swimming in this pool. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, I suppose when you do break into the president's residence, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, well, we ah, we broke in. Ah, Now what? Oh, a nice swimming pool. Anyone fancy a swim? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, I, you know what? I'm going to say pass. I don't know. And I don't want to like give an answer, which is just stupid. Don't want to choose so, an island country? Okay. There's a lot of island countries out there. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it could be in the Caribbean. It could be in another place that's in the sea. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Shall I, I give you a I, clue I for know. a half point again? Or? If you like, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, uh it's not in the Caribbean. <laughs> Is okay. that a clue? Is that a decent enough clue or not? Well, I'd, uh, I mean, there's the Philippines and stuff, but I mean, it's, uh, I don't know if it's... I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm okay. I'm, okay. Okay. I'm willing no. to say I don't no, know. No, no, you had a clue there. It was Sri Lanka. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of Sri course Lanka. it was. Of course it was. Hello, yeah. people in Sri Lanka. Sorry, sorry. I got that answer wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about you. Got to get Didn't one wrong. Got to get one wrong. You're still doing really well there. Look, out of nine, you've got seven and a half. That is okay. Really I'm, I'm, very you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Despite well, the fact that people of the Sri Lanka now, how do we get into Luke's apartment? <laughs> Does he have a swimming pool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. uh, what would they do if somebody broke into your house and just kind of wanted to squat there for two days? What would they? Uh, what do you think they'd end up doing? Hopefully they would do some housework. I mean, it, you know, there is some washing up that needs to be done and a bit of hoovering. So if you could, if guys, if you could just clean the bathroom and, uh, you know, and tidy away all of the dishes, that that would be good. Other than that, I don't know. There's not a hell of a lot for them to do there. Uh, maybe play with some of the toys in my daughter's bedroom. Yeah. Um, You've got a lot of guitars, uh, don't you? 
Yeah, but they're all here. Most of them are here. But yeah, I've got I've got one guitar uh, in the yeah. Maybe they would sit around and sing, have a sing song, "Come by Yama Lord," or uh, I don't know. Maybe they can all sit around and play "Imagine" by John Lennon and sort of you know imagine the world is a more peaceful place and then get out of my flipping apartment for goodness' sake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you'll be happy to know that just in case they ever do do this, they they actually said that they left after two or three days because they didn't want to damage the building because they wanted to keep it in like a nice order, and uh, they actually did just hand it back over to the police after that. So there, there won't be any. But the president, yeah, did resign. Yeah, I th- uh, he went to Singapore. I don't know if he ever came back. Actually, I think he uh, he resigned there, and somebody else was was uh, chosen who also isn't very popular. So. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Mm. Anyway, moving on from Sri Lanka, we are actually going back to the UK now. So, you know, you can feel safe uh, with this one, maybe. Kind of. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) Depends if there's a rail strike, a heat wave. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. September. September. um, Question number 10. What have you got now? Eight? What have you got? Seven and a half? Eight and a half? Leave it Uh, count. I don't know. No, that, seven, I didn't no, get that no, one you got, right. You got seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, out out of nine. There we go. So question number ten. Uh, on September the eighth, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth died at the age of ninety six. She was the longest reigning monarch in British history, and yeah. one of the longest in the history of the world. Hmm. How many years was she queen? How many years was she queen? Okay. Well, she she was crowned in 52. She died in 22. Maths. That's the sound of my brain doing maths. Or maybe I should do that sound of the uh, of like a dial-up internet connection. I've got an analog uh brain. Uh, which takes a long time to download numerical data and to process numbers. 70 years. Well, you managed to do that calculation whilst also making funny noises, so uh, your brain's not too slow. Uh, That is correct. (laughs) It is 70 years. Well done. 70 years. She was the queen for 70 years. Uh, They say the, the only one who uh well the longest longest in british uh, monarchy history and the only one which is longer than her in the world was um a french king who i can't remember who it is now who i think it's 14 louis the 14th oh look at that you brain box you just know that straight off the top check me out everyone wow well done i hope that's right i hope i do hope that's right <laughs> i'm googling something uh now okay uh longest serving Monarch in history. I think it's I think it's Louis the Fourteenth. But uh, da, 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 da. oh, this is one of those things where all the different websites Theories. are going to give me different information. Mm. According to CountryLiving.com, I don't know if this is a reliable source. Uh, French King Louis the Fourteenth is the longest reigning monarch, having served as monarch for more than seventy-two years. But after taking the throne at age four, exactly. I mean that's cheating. Ex- that's that is, cheating, isn't it? That is you, precisely what I was going to say, Luke. I mean, like, yeah, the, it's, you know, coming on at, at four—that really is—that really is cheating. I mean, yeah, uh, if you start at four, I mean, yeah. come on. The Queen that's was not, that's, the Queen was twenty-four, I think. Was it at least? Yeah, 
Yeah, so, she was pro- she was a proper grown up, not just a little 20. little kid in a nappy or something. Although, if it, was he in a nappy at four, I don't know. Don't know if they French. had nappies back then. Probably not. It's disgusting. What a disgusting yeah. thought. There's <laughs> something to be glad to be thankful for, listeners. <laughs> Least children have nappies these days. Fair enough, they're disposable ones. But anyway, it would be a, <laughs> the world would be a much messier, smellier, and a less happy place if exactly. we didn't have that is, nappies. That is called human progress, people. That's yeah. what it is. Okay, great. Well done. Well, that was, uh, you, you know, we're halfway through. You've got 10 questions there. Um, and, uh, and Luke, you've got eight and a half. So well done. Brilliant. Okay. Um, can I, can I, can I just pause you there? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to take a toilet break. Yeah. I know everyone need, and, th- and that's far too much information for everyone, yeah. but let's just say I'm going to go and, uh, just freshen up yeah. in, in, in the, in the toilet. I'll be back in uh, one moment. Great. Okay. Gonna Obviously I'm going to edit Martin. this out. I'm not going to take the camera with me, folks. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm not going to include that moment in the podcast. That would be far too much detail. But let's have a little break now, okay? And we'll be back in just a moment. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back, everybody. Um, uh, Stephen, uh, did you manage, did you top up your, your mate? I did, there that you I were did. Drinking? In honour of the Argentinian football team. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's your that's your staple hot drink. I understand. It is, especially if I know that I'm going to be sat in one position for a couple of hours, like talking to you. Then, uh, then I would. I still I drink coffee in the morning, you know, maybe a tea in the afternoon. But if I know that I'm, you know, I've got a long period where I'm at my desk, I, I love having a mate. Yeah, and this is one mm. thing that's really stuck with me. Uh, even though I, I haven't lived in Argentina for about like four or five years. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's great. Nice. Have you ever tried I, I've it? I've been drink. I've I've never tried it. I've never tried it, listeners. Oh. Some people are like, "What? Yeah, you've never tried mate, Luke? You must buy. You must try mate." And then people are going to be emailing me their mate recipes and stuff. <laughs> now, feel free, please yeah. feel free. I would love to try. I'd love to get involved. But I don't know. Like the only thing that puts me off is like the the cup, the management of the and maintenance of that wooden cup. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's it. really it doesn't require a lot of work to keep it kind of clean or whatever. I mean, I think some people would say the that you know there are some ways that you should treat it and things like this, but I never have, and it's fine. 
totally fine. Oh. I've got like three. I think one of them's gone a bit green and mouldy from using it too much. But yeah, just then you just get a new one. Yeah, which in Argentina is so easy because almost every shop sells them. Uh, but yeah, in England, yeah, a bit more difficult. But mm. still, yeah, it's worth it because it's great. There is. A, I don't know if this is if this is sort of wrong to to say this. I don't know how the Argentinians will feel about this, but there's a Colombian shop just not a, not far from where I live, and they I think they sell mate in bags. Really? Yeah. I do, but is that I don't, is that is that likely to be true? Do they do they do it in Colombia as well? I don't think so. No, I think. Okay. I mean, for, I don't for me, the only about. countries that really drink mate are Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, maybe a little bit in Brazil and in Chile. And then for some reason, I think in Syria, a lot of people drink it as well. I don't know what the connection is there. Either mm. either Syrians going to Argentina or Argentinians going to Syria or something, some connection there. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, maybe in, in Colombia, maybe it's just because they know that South Americans go to that shop that they, they get it there. But uh, yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Mm. It's one of those things that, you know, when, uh, yes, when you go out, when there's like a... It's a bit like, it, it, you know, you'd find like a sort of uh, an English shop in 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 like Asia or something yeah. might also sell some French products, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I've been drinking, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been drinking kombucha this morning, which is a sort of, do you know what kombucha is? Yeah, I, I've seen people making it before, but yeah, it's like fermented something, right? It's fermented tea. Huh. It's tea, which is then left to ferment yeah. and it kind of naturally goes fizzy yeah. and it's full of, apparently it's full of good bacteria. So I'm, I'm drinking that in order to try and replace the lost uh, bacteria in my gut because I, I just took uh, a course of antibiotics because I had a chest infection, which was really wonderful. Um Oh, I recommend chest infections, listeners. Fantastic. If you want to have a really good time just before Christmas, in the run-up to Christmas, get yourself a chest infection. Hey, yeah, Especially with a I'm, fever. Oh, yeah. Get flu plus chest infection. Uh, but anyway, the com- hopefully the kombucha will help to replace the, the good bacteria in my gut, which gets wiped out by the antibiotics. You know, the antibiotics obviously gets rid of the, the infection. Um, wherever in your body, in, in my lungs in this case. Um, but the kombucha is hopefully replacing some of that. Is, anyway, is this it, is these are fascinating yeah, details, I'll, aren't they, listeners? Is it tasty, though? I, I've, I, the only time I've ever had kombucha, yeah. I didn't really like it. I like it yeah. personally, okay. but I can understand it might be a bit of an acquired taste. Yeah, well, but, they say the yeah, same thing about mate. Like. So. This um, one's kind of got, got lemon and ginger in it as well, which is uh, pretty nice. Yeah. And I've just brewed myself a, a cup of green tea here in a Luke's English podcast mug, which are available listeners, Luke's English podcast mugs and other merchandise, teacherluke.co.uk slash merch. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Let's carry on with the quiz. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Right. You're on eight and a half out of 10. Well done. Well done. Um, This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Great. And actually we're staying in the UK for this one as well. Number 11. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, going from the longest reign to the shortest term, just before Queen Elizabeth died, she accepted her 15th prime minister. But this prime minister only lasted 
for 50 days before they were forced to resign. What is the name of this prime minister? Hmm, listeners, do you know? Uh, if if my listeners, A, follow the news in the UK or B, listen to the Rick Thompson report, uh, then they should know the answer to this one. And if they listen and to Sense 7, Simple English News Daily. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, and, that that as well, of course. And if you haven't got, uh, uh, if you haven't done very well so far on this quiz, then uh, next year you should uh, listen to Simple English News Daily every day and you'll get 20 out of 20 on the uh, 2023 edition of uh, this quiz. Exactly. Never mind IELTS, never mind uh, TOEFL, TOEIC or the Duolingo test. It's all about the the, the Luke's English podcast Send 7 news quiz of the year. Absolutely. That's the test that you really want to pass. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Put it on your CV. So, so, so the, sh- uh, the, the Prime Minister... Um, who came in in September? Promptly, who she she went and shook hands with the Queen, who then promptly died several days later. Two, two um, days, yeah. And then she did the same thing to the economy. <laughs> That's right. Um, and and everyone was like, "What? Did stop her now! Get her out now!" Um, and she re- she resigned. So we're talking about Liz Truss, of course. That is exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Liz Truss. In oh Liz, my we God. did not trust. No. Not, not at all. No. <sighs> yeah, there we go. 49 days she was Prime Minister. By far, by far, by far, the shortest Prime Minister the UK has ever had. There we go. So Liz Truss was the answer to number 11. You're a nine and a half out of 11, Luke. Very good. Well done. Excellent. Okay. Got to write it down now, otherwise I'm going to forget. Okay, number 12. Uh, we are in October and we're going to Brazil. In October, how's your Brazilian politics, Luke? Here we go. <laughs> I know the one thing. I know one thing about Brazilian politics. Okay, well, let's see if you can, let's see if you know two. Number 12. Hopefully that's the question. <laughs> uh, in October, <laughs> Brazil held one of the biggest elections in the world with over 120 million people voting. Right-wing wow. president Jair Bolsonaro was beaten by a former left-wing president. What is the one-word name of that politician who will be president again on the 1st of January. Yeah, I do actually know this. Hey. No, it's not. It's, so it's a, a famous Brazilian with just one name. There's well, quite a lot of them. He's pretty much generally just known by his one-word name. Uh, he's, he was it's not Pele. He's, he's not Pele, no, he's not Pele. Well done. Sorry if that was your <laughs> choice. Um <laughs> Former left-wing president, and he's going to be president again in 13 days from us recording this podcast. Okay. So we're talking about Lula. That is absolutely right. Yay! Yeah, brilliant. Well done. Look at that. You know your your Brazilian uh, politics as well, Luke. I know my Brazilian politic. Just the Politic, one. Just the one. You were hoping it, the answer was either going to be Lula or Bolsonaro, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was one of them. It was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> Dodged a bullet there. Uh, look at that. You got 10 and a half out of 12. Amazing. Amazing. 
Uh, Incredible. I mean, you know, you, you, you're, make, you're making it easy for me, Stephen, but uh, thank you for that. I'm very happy. I'm, 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 taking, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take all the glory. Yeah, well, here, the thing associated. is... The thing is, Luke, because we are actually going around the world with these questions, I kind of wanted to make sure that they're reasonably easy, even though they are from everywhere, so that, yeah. uh, so that people have a chance. You know, because mm. I don't know what the average listener in Indonesia knows about Brazil or Italy, where the next question is from. So, um, mm-hmm. number 13, Italy also had an election in October. The Brothers of Italy is now leading a right-wing coalition. Although she might not agree with it, most media coverage has said that Giorgia Meloni is the most far-right leader that Italy has had yeah. since who? <laughs> oh, God, really? It's, it's, it's Benito Mussolini, isn't it? <laughs> That's absolutely There's right. something to be proud of, Italy. There's something to be proud of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's absolutely right. Well done, Luke. Look at that. Look at that. Well oh done. Um, yeah, you didn't think that your uh, World News 2022 quiz was going to have an answer from 1943, but it did. Yeah, that's right. Um, Giorgio Meloni. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Mussolini or if it's if it's whoever was in. Oh, I don't know. There's probably like it's probably one of those things where well, actually Mussolini um, was gone and they had someone else for like an intervening period until 1945, and he was. Da, 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 da. I don't think so. I don't know, but no, I don't. I don't but think, um, no. no, okay, I don't yeah. Think so. so the the the. Uh, uh, I don't know how to how to pithily put this, uh, but yeah, since 1940, since yeah, the, the most far right uh, candidate since World War Two. But the thing is, though, would that would would um, Maloney? That's her name, right? Yeah. Would she say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a far right candidate"? I think she uh, would like say the that most she's... far right candidate since since yeah. World War Two. Would she say that? No, I don't think so. I think she would say that she's right. She's conservative. Uh, and then she'd just say, and I'm standing up for family values and uh, things like right. this, rather yeah. than yeah. agreeing that she is far right or anything like that. But uh, essentially, mm. the party that she is the leader of today, it did actually, if you go 70 years back, the, the, it's got the, the people, the, how do you say, ancestors going from one generation to the next, do actually go all the way back to Mussolini's fascist party. Um Although she might not agree with that as well, and her the um, the the logo of the party, which is this tricolor flame, is um, is the same uh, logo that was used by the uh, all of the people who left the Mussolini's fascist party when they started their their next party. They used that flame. So yeah, it's it's got it's got its some uh, real connections there. But uh, mm. sure, uh, if there are any. Um, Italians who voted for Meloni this year, then uh, there will be. they'll be uh, sending you some angry emails telling me, uh, telling telling you uh, to, uh, yeah, exactly, gesticulating they'll, through email. They'll say, yeah, <laughs> a phrase that they say when they do this with their hands, which essentially means, what are you talking about? Yeah, you don't know what you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> some of them will be doing that now. Okay, yeah, that's it. Okay. 
Uh, right, uh, going to to America now to the United States. Number fourteen, the world's richest person, Elon Musk, bought <laughs> social media company Twitter at the end of October. Mm-hmm. How much did he pay? And if you're thinking, well, I, I don't know how to uh, to uh, guess exactly how much he paid, I'm going to give quite a broad area that you can uh, get in between um, uh, to get to get this right. But I'm not going to tell you gonna, what that is because again, you're being very generous. I am going to be generous. generous. I'm going to be generous. So, how much did Elon Musk pay for Twitter? Quite a lot, wasn't it? I mean, it was like billions or something. God, how much? Hey, uh, see, the thing is, I'm on Twitter and I actually see a lot of Elon's tweets and some of the... T- I mean, it's total chaos. Yeah. What on earth is he doing? It's all, He's all over the place. Did you see what he put on he's, last night? Yeah, he put a poll up yeah. saying, okay, if, if, uh, if you want me to stand down as the uh, chief executive of Twitter... Or if you want me to, you know, sell it or whatever it is, then he put a poll up saying just uh, he, he created a poll on Twitter asking people to vote whether he should stay or go. And at this point, it's something like 50, 57 percent of respondents have said that he should go. Yeah. So is he really going to go? I mean, what what is this vanity project that, that I mean, it's such an odd move. And it again, is, there's yeah. lots of lots of people are. Uh, lots of people follow and and uh, love Elon like some kind of cult leader, and so a lot of people will be, you know, jumping up and down, going, "You must not criticize Elon. Mm-hmm. He put a thing into the sky. Yeah, he made cars with batteries. Don't criticize him. He's brilliant." Um, but I mean, the way he's been managing Twitter has been a complete disaster seems quite dictatorial doesn't it like uh, i don't know what it just seems to be just a vanity project mm. like an like an ego thing of just like yeah i'm gonna buy twitter and then everyone has to agree with me yeah. and if they don't then i'm just gonna post some stupid memes i don't know very very odd uh very odd move yeah um, but how much did he pay for twitter i actually can't remember but it's it's something like three billion dollars, isn't it? Something like that. Is that going to be something, your final answer, Luke? I think I'm wrong. It's it's either way more than that or way less than that. I don't know. I'm going to say three billion dollars, and I think I'm wrong. You're going to go with three billion. Uh, I'm afraid that you are not within the range that I was going to accept for this answer. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, the answer was forty-four. Billion dollars, forty-four billion dollars. Yeah, it's a couple of bob. Yeah, forty-four billion. Um, and the answer for every, all of the listeners who were like, "Oh no," but I said forty-three. Uh, the range that I was going to say was between forty and fifty billion dollars. So if you said anything, listeners, between forty billion and fifty billion, then bing, you got a point. Well done. Um, yeah, forty-four billion. Though, isn't that amazing? And it's, I don't, I don't know if he's, surely he's not made any of it back. I mean, he's just splashed 40, he just splashed $44 billion on Twitter so that he could reinstate Donald Trump, who, who was then like, you know, he just do, who, who ignored it, I yeah, think. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, because, because he's bought his own, uh, he's spent loads of money on his own, um, uh, social, social network. network. Yeah. And it's like the truth now net you, or something. Yeah, that's right. And if he now uses Twitter, then all of the people from who, you know, the few, few people who have gone to his one 
we'll just leave and go back to Twitter. So he can't, Trump actually can't go and tweet, tweet anything on Twitter now because uh, he'll lose money himself. Oh, dearie, yeah. dearie, dear. <laughs> Embarrassing situation, but there we go. Yeah, yeah. I certainly wouldn't have recommended it. If I was uh, Elon Musk's uh, financial advisor, I could think of uh, a few better places to put $44 billion than uh, in Twitter, but... When you've got, when you're the richest person in the world, then it starts to become a bit meaningless, doesn't it? In the yeah. end, it's just like, you know, if you've got the money to buy Twitter just for a laugh, mm. Mm. then you then you do it, don't you? And then, yeah, I don't know. Though I've actually heard recently, I don't know whether this is maintained for the last week, that he might not be the richest person in the world anymore. He's not anymore. No, oh, I understand that he's, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. I don't know who is. It's a Fren- the uh, but- French um, man, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember the name of French. It. French who? Not my. It's not my wife, is it? Yeah, don't think so. No. <laughs> um, so I think it? I would have noticed. Uh, okay, Google away, everybody. I'm, I'm not going to do it now. But it was um, somebody else who might have two hundred million dollars. But it's when that Twitter's shares have gone down in value, and that's pushed Elon Musk's. Um, not Twitter. Sorry, Tesla's shares have gone down in value, and that's pushed down the value of. Of Musk himself. Um, anyway, here whoops. we go. Go on. I just said, whoops. Whoops. Yeah, absolutely. Whoops. <laughs> Wipes a few billion off the world economy. Uh, November. November, November. Number 15. We are in number 15. I think you've got 12 and a half points out of 15 now. No, out of 14. Uh, uh, twelve and a half points out of fourteen. No, I got this Elon Musk one wrong, yeah, so that that means that I'm I've dropped a point there. So I think I'm on eleven and a half points out of fourteen now. Yeah, I guess so. Dropping yeah. down to a much more much more normal sort of average score, which yeah. is where I'm comfortable. Honestly, Stephen, yeah. just just you know, just sitting there in the just above average category. That's <laughs> that's what I'm comfortable with. But I'm too successful. I don't know what to do. If I'm if I've failed too much, then I don't know what to do. Just you know, just that sweet spot of just above average, okay. and I'm, I'm okay. Like, don't don't bring too much attention to myself. Okay, well, let's see if you can uh, stay there in the next five questions. Um, okay, n- number fifteen. In November, okay. we're in Africa now. In November, leaders from all over the world met for COP twenty seven, the annual climate change meeting. In which African country did they all meet? I I really don't know for sure, but there's a little voice in the back of my head that is saying Nigeria. I don't know why. It's I mean, I mean, there's lots of countries in Africa, so the chances are I'm bang wrong, completely wrong. But um, it's, it's, is that your final answer then, Nigeria? God, is it Nigeria? Is it is it Ivory Coast? Is it Cameroon? Uh, would it be Nigeria at this time? Lots, there's, there's been a lot of stuff going on in that part of Africa lately, a lot of trouble, but also probably... Um, Nigeria! Nigeria. It's not Nigeria. I think it could have been, but it's not Nigeria, I'm afraid. It wasn't Nigeria. Oh. Um, it was Egypt. Egypt is where Egypt. it was held. COP27. Yeah, there we go. So, Damn. Uh, 
You're still on 11 and a why, half then out of 15. Why did I say Nigeria? I don't know why. It's because that stupid voice in the back of my head is going, Luke, it's Nigeria. It's definitely Nigeria. Why? Yeah. I, I don't know. It just is. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something else particular that happened in Nigeria this year. and I'm, I'm afraid I can't. Nothing rings a bell. All um, sorts of stuff probably happened. You know, like a guy fell over in the street. Someone forgot about their wife's birthday. Yeah, um, okay, you know, a yeah. cat got got um, uh, uh, um, chased by a dog. You know, yeah, yeah. the usual sorts of things. I'm sure loads of things happened yeah, somebody built in a Nigeria. But, yeah. no. but it wasn't that. No. It wasn't the COP27 meeting. No, no, it wasn't. Damn. I'm afraid it wasn't. Uh, no, lots of um, important leaders and things met together and said that climate change was very important, and then went home, uh, as usual. There we they, go. But they didn't actually make an agreement or make any sort of binding promises or anything like that? The most, the most, how do you say, kind of important thing that they said that they did was uh, to make a pro- like promises to countries which are already being affected by climate change that they are going to give them money. So, like Pakistan, which has just had these really massive floods uh, yeah, this year, yeah. that they're making a special yeah. fund to give uh, money to countries which are being affected by climate change already. That was probably, I think, that was the only significant thing that happened this year. Um, mm-hmm. But no, not really. That what uh, climate change organisations and things want to really want to happen of just the, uh, putting an end date for oil and gas and things that didn't happen so mm. if it mm. hasn't happened now it probably never will okay number 16 yeah number okay. 16 this was a proper world question this one number 16 in november the world passed a very significant number of people what number was that as in what uh what massive population number did the world go past in November? So we're talking about global population exactly of humans. Right. That is correct. Not sheep. Uh, no, because that was that would bump the number up significantly if it was sheep or fish yeah. or insects or other life forms. Anyway, so uh, how many people now exist on Earth? Uh, it 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 it's now over eight billion people. That is the correct answer. Well done. Luke. Yes. Yeah. Well I got done. Got it right. Look at that. Well done. Uh, Twelve and a half points for you, Luke, out of sixteen. Well done. How are you doing, listeners at home? Are you beating Luke? Uh, hmm. Are you? Are you? Well, I hope so. If not, feel good. Don't worry. If you are beating me, feel good about that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Twelve and um, a half. It's much better than you thought you were going to do so far, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was concerned that I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know anything, like, you know. But um, yeah, thankfully you've you've kept the the questions fairly achievable. Yeah, because I mean the, the the amount of detail that you could have gone into here, because there are, you know, as we said, there are things happening around the world constantly all the time. If yeah. you'd asked me about what was the name of the cat that got chased by a dog down the street in El Salvador in November, then yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, God, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know that one. Could have been. Um, could have been. But I could have just made question 16 exactly how many people are there in the world right now. <laughs> Would have been a bit more mean. You know, right, I mean, right now at 12.39 and 32 seconds, yeah. how many people exist on Earth? Now, go. Um, 8 million, uh, 700, uh, um, 
eight million and seven. Uh, sorry, Luke. The answer was eight hundred eight million eight billion. and eight. Someone just eight billion and eight. Someone just got born oh, before, that's... just while you were answering the questions. Sorry, Luke. Oh, oh well. Okay, number seventeen. Do you know what? Before we started recording, Luke, I was trying to find this uh, audio that I had grabbed from the internet because for question seventeen. I wanted to play a tiny little clip of somebody talking because uh, so, to, to give it a bit more context to yeah. this uh, question. But I, I just couldn't find it. I, I thought I saved it somewhere and I didn't. But anyway, here's question 17. There was a lot of controversy before the start of the World Cup, mostly because it has actually been shown that the decision to hold the World Cup in Qatar was affected by corruption and also because of the bad treatment and deaths of migrant workers who went to build the infrastructure in Qatar and also because being gay is illegal in Qatar and women need the permission of men to be able to do some basic things like leave the country. So in an attempt to reduce the controversy, the president of FIFA Gianni Infantino gave a strange speech the day before the uh, World Cup started, uh, which actually just made everything worse. Infantino said that he feels like certain groups of people. Could you name at least three out of the six groups that he claimed to feel like? And this is the moment, Luke, when I was going to uh, press my sound recording button and you were going to listen to uh, Gianni Infantino say, and and I'm just going to try and do my Gianni Infantino voice uh, because I I don't have the recording, but he says, today I feel, and then he says uh, a, a kind of person, and he says, today I feel something, today I feel something, today I feel something. He says that he feels like six kinds of people. You can have a point if you can get at least three of these Oh my groups. God. But I don't think he's going to be saying, today I feel like the women of Qatar, who, like everyone, are very excited about this World Cup, even though they can't attend without their, uh, their husband's permission. And today I feel like, uh, you know, the... The LGBTQ plus community in Qatar, who are also very excited that everyone's talking about them, even though it's going to make absolutely no difference to <laughs> their, their, their human rights and their freedoms. And today I feel like the migrant workers, six and a half thousand of whom died while actually making the World Cup stadiums and infrastructure that uh, have allowed this World Cup to happen. I don't think he will have said that. He's, I don't know, what did he say? Which groups of people? Today, I feel like the Smurfs because, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't know. Today, I feel like the Jawas from Star Wars because, I don't know what, uh, I've no idea which groups of people he compared himself to on the eve of this most controversial of World Cups. What on earth could he possibly say that would, what, 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 what did he think? would have been good. Today I feel like I have no idea. Basically he was saying today I feel fantastic because the World Cup's about to start. Was that the general idea? 
Which... No, do you know what? Some of the things that you've just said sound completely ridiculous are actually what you said, which is what the, whole the Smurfs, point. <laughs> which is why it just made everything worse. Um, you've it, you've named at least one of the groups actually already. Um, the Jawas yeah. from Star Wars. Today, I feel like <laughs> the Jawas from Star Wars because they uh, they have glowing eyes. I also have glowing eyes when I imagine all the money that I'm going to make from all of this football <laughs> that everyone loves so much. They love it so much that they are willing to forget about the injustices of the world uh, as we walk, as we cleanse our consciences and fill our pockets. Um, I, I have no idea, Stephen. No, oh, God, do you know what? I, I, just, I, I want, I really want you to to give it a go. I'm going to tell you what. It's not the Jawas. Um, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't them. But is you, it? Is it the choose... LGBTQ plus community? Do you know what? I, I'm go on. Say it. Say another couple, and I might give you that. But go on. Say... Well, it's either it's either it's either uh, like the LGBT L like base. Yeah, it's either um, LGBTQ plus. Uh, or it's women or it's migrant workers who work for like one grain of rice a day. Yeah. Um, it's one of those three groups, isn't it? Well, you, what's he, so what did he do? What did he so say? You, you've got to get trying. You've got to get three out of six. So, okay. Migrant workers. It's the migrant workers. I'm, I'm going to say that he, he said today, I feel like, uh, the, <laughs> okay. Do you know uh, what? I'm going to give, I'm going to give you, um, uh, I'm going to say individually whether they're right or wrong. So migrant workers is one of the groups. Well done, Luke. Well done. You've got one and of he, them. Okay, go on. Give okay. me another one. See if you... I don't know. Today I feel like um, um, those poor boys and girls who, through no fault of their own, were born with a with a different sexuality a sexual preference do you know what and i've had to hide it do, for, do you know what if for fear of being beaten to death yeah uh, that is um, i don't know i'm going to say that that I is close know. enough as well it was it was just today i feel gay so that is actually one of them so that is close enough luke uh, so that's two could you get another one to get a point here so today i feel like a migrant worker today i feel gay and today i feel like a woman is that what he oh, said? Oh, sorry, Luke, but it isn't. I, it, that would have made more sense, but uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm afraid. Um, do you want to have one more guess? Today, I feel like Papa Smurf <laughs> because, as the leader of the Smurfs, <laughs> no, it, I'm, I'm afraid. I understand not. how proud one must feel when one looks at your Smurf successful Smurf family and all the all the successful um, uh, <laughs> um, um, uh, commercial uh, sponsorship tie-ins that we've had with the different uh, sweet companies over the years and <laughs> the Smurf franchise is doing really really well that's why I feel like a Smurf today. today I feel rich. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't one of them. Yeah. Um, no, I tell you what, I've just whilst you've been uh, uh, talking about Papa Smurf, I've actually just YouTubed the uh, the speech. Should we listen to it to, to hear the answer to this question? Okay, let's do yeah. it. Today I feel uh, Qatari. Today I feel Arab. Today I feel African. 
Today I feel uh, gay. Today I feel disabled. Today I feel uh, a migrant worker. There you go. So you wait, wait, wait a up, second. Just hold on a second, right? <laughs> Today I feel Qatari. Qatari. Today I feel African. Ar Today yeah. I feel gay. Yeah. Today I feel disabled. And then he said, "Today I feel a migrant worker." worker. Which poor yeah. migrant yeah. worker is getting felt by um, by the <laughs> president of FIFA? <laughs> Today I feel uh, a migrant worker. It's like, oh, I have to work for virtually no money and he's going to feel me as well. I get sexually assaulted by the, by the head of FIFA as well as having to build a fucking stadium for virtually no money. Oh, I know. I asked, what he means to, I've is, asked for him to help me out to try and get me a better uh, what, circumstance what, I think here what he meant is today I feel like definitely. Uh, a migrant worker. Good. Well done. Not like today I feel well a migrant worker. Well done, English Get it right. Come on. He's the president of FIFA. He's got to get that one right. He made it. That was a huge error. Yeah, it was. Not a just an error mistake, of judgment. Everyone. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, was an, okay. it was an error in so many ways. It was an error in the grammatical sense because, of course, it should be, I feel like a Qatari. I feel like an Arab. I feel like an African. I feel like a gay person. I feel like... A disabled person, I feel like a migrant worker. But also, the others it were, was an the, error. Go on. The others were okay. I feel Qatari. That's fine. Yeah. I feel, I mean, grammatically. Oh, sorry, excuse I feel, me. Yeah, I feel, I yeah. feel Qatari. Could, I feel could disabled. Right. I feel gay. I yeah. feel African. All grammatically correct. I feel a migrant worker. It's like, That's now's true. not the yeah. time to admit that. <laughs> Keep it private. Wait, at least tell the police <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, that's right. Not now. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel migrant workers and please pay them a reasonable wage yeah, yeah. anyway yeah there we go yeah just to uh, um yeah you could say of course you could say i feel qatari or i feel like a qatari person that's fine as well but yeah i yeah. feel like a migrant worker but anyway this whole thing was an error because it just sounded completely ridiculous genuinely um, what was he thinking what, what did he think he that thinking? he would achieve with that yeah you could just feel all of his you know, media people and uh, the people, all of his advisors just uh, scratching their faces off in horror <laughs> as he was uh, saying these words. Um, the day before the World Cup uh, started. And um, yeah, he was ripped apart um, in uh, the newspapers and uh, on was the Was he criticised? Yeah. He was criticised, heavily, heavily criticised. And also, especially because he said um, that he knows what it's like to be discriminated against. Uh, because well, uh, when he was at school, he had red hair and people made fun of him. And um, this was uh, supposed to console the uh, migrant workers who have been exploited. And as you say, lots of them have died in uh, Qatar, which uh, gives them virtually no rights uh, to work there. But anyway, there we go. That is Gianni Infantino, the president of FIFA, everyone. Thank you for that. Uh Johnny Infantile, as yeah. we'll call him from now on. Yes, yes, we can. Yes, we can. There we go. Okay, that was question number 17. No points for that one, I'm afraid, Luke. But um, you hadn't heard Still, that before. I, I, would have, I thought everybody had no, heard that. No. I'd never heard that before. That okay. is extraordinary. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, right. Don't mind getting the point wrong. Just yeah. <laughs> take that memory out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you Oh god. You've got 12 and a half points, I think. I think. Um I, I've no idea. Well, <laughs> I don't I, I, know anymore. I'm going to say you got 12 and a half. There you go. And uh, <laughs> Thank you. You know, compare yourselves to that everyone. Uh, number 18, and we are going around the world. Lots of volcanoes erupted this year, including in Iceland, Indonesia, Tonga, and Vanuatu. But most recently, one erupted in the United States. And it is still continuing right now. In which American state is it erupting? Let's think, listeners, all right? No, I actually don't know the answer, so I'm going to have to guess. Now, maybe you know the answer, dear listener. Maybe you know the answer to this because you're better informed than I am and just generally just a better person than me. Uh, but um, let's, have a, let's have an educated guess about this. Which, which American state's got all the volcanoes in it? Now, if we think about the mainland of the United States, obviously there are some parts that do have a lot of seismic and volcanic activity like in Yellowstone Park, for example, right? Those geysers that spew hot hot water and gas into the air because there's lots of volcanic activity underground, super volcanoes and stuff. But it's not though, is it, listeners? Because don't forget, there's Hawaii. That's an American state out there in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Tons of volcanoes there. It's all, it's mainly just one big volcano, isn't it, there? Beautiful place, apparently. I've never, I've never been. I'd love to go, uh, but lots of volcanoes, and and I, I do believe I saw some video footage of someone shooting something from out out of their kitchen window of just lava just flowing down the road, or lava flowing down a field outside their kitchen window or something. It's like, hmm, I don't need to turn on the cooker to make my scrambled eggs today. I could just open the window and just put my 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 saucepan out of the window. Um, I think it's Hawaii. You are absolutely right. Well done, Luke. Yes. Well done. It is Hawaii. Well done. It's still going right now. And, uh, is it? Yeah, it's still going right now. I don't know whether people are still able to fry their eggs out there, as you said, but uh, it is. It's still, still continuing. Well done, Luke. And Again, great process very, of elimination there. Being very flippant about, you know what it must be like for the residents. Um, I'm sure it's not, I'm sure it's a lot more serious than that. Uh, but anyway, extraordinary. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, okay, question number 19. We're nearly at the end now. If you're behind Luke, you've got two opportunities to uh, push yourself ahead. Right, we're going to China now. 19. In China, there have been a lot of protests recently. If you haven't heard about them, then it might be because you're in China. One of the biggest <laughs> yeah one of the biggest protests was in the Foxconn factory in the city of Zhengzhou where they make Apple iPhones people said that they had been forced to quarantine inside the factory how many people work in that Factory, and don't worry. I'm going to give you some options for this one, Luke, because otherwise that would be okay. a bit be a bit mean. How many okay. people work in this Foxconn factory in Shengshu making iPhones? Is it two hundred, two thousand, twenty thousand, or two hundred thousand people? 
Oh my God. Is that possible? Could they possibly have 200,000 people working in one factory? And is it possible that they were forced to quarantine in that factory? Is that 200,000 people? Is that, is that possible? Because that can't be, that can't be possible. I can't, you can't get 200, but this is, this is China, Luke. The rules are different there. There's certainly a lot of people there. Can't be 200,000 there. I'm going to say 20,000 people. Yeah, just to remind the listeners, just in case I, I went through those a bit bit quickly, the, the options for how many people work in this factory was 200, 2,000, 20,000, or 200,000. Okay. Uh, and and the, the story is that people there were protesting because they, according to them, they've been forced to quarantine in the factory, yeah. which I'm I not mean, sure if they, it was have... all of them or or some of them, uh, but some people definitely were not allowed to leave because of you know coronavirus measures. So they were forced right. to stay in there. There, there was also some other problems with pay and things like that, but mostly it was the COVID stuff was what they were yeah. protesting against, and that was a uh, really the a part of the trigger for some wider protests in cities all around China after that. Uh, protesting China's zero COVID policy. Yeah, which, which since as, then has been pretty much reversed. Um, it has been changed, yeah. yeah. Um, but I understand that before, uh, and listeners can correct me, obviously, um, which I'm sure they will, if they are that motivated to do so. Um, um, I understand that the zero COVID policy kind of meant that if, if, any, <sighs> if anyone had symptoms of COVID, they were forced to f- quarantine in special like quarantine camps yeah yeah right yeah it's I, not like I don't, here in france where if you've got yeah. symptoms you've got to stay at home for a certain number of days but there that you actually had to be taken to a special place where you would be yeah. isolated um and in a special camp the problem is which Luke, does the, because, the word yeah. the word the word ca- isolation camp obviously does sound horrendous oh, God, it's really i don't scary. know in yeah in, re- in reality, I don't know what, what that actually is, but um, the problem is, nevertheless, Luke, because the information that comes out of China is so manipulated by the government, it's so controlled, it's really impossible to know what the situation actually was in China. Like, it's really impossible to know how, how were there a lot of people in these, uh, you know, um, uh, mm. quarantine centers and things. I don't really know, and, but and do and do uh, alternative opinions ca- in, uh, are alternative opinions included in the list of COVID symptoms? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like hmm, COVID symptoms include a scratchy sore throat, high temperature, um, yeah. you know, aching limbs, and, and uh, uh... criticisms of the government. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Actually, this seems like a good moment to mention. I don't know. I think I forgot to mention this last time, but Simple English News Daily is banned in China. So if anybody is listening and actually uh, from China and actually wants to listen to Simple English News Daily, my podcast, then you have to use a VPN, which quite a few people do, which is awesome. You should do that. Use a VPN. Um, And I hope that yours doesn't get taken away from China just because this podcast episode has news in the title, which I think is the after, reason that uh, After some of the content of this episode, Stephen, who knows? Maybe <laughs> the world's going to be like, wait a minute, hold on a minute. What's what's up with Luke's English podcast? It's Quick, ban gone, it instantly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
Nah, it's just, you know, it's just learning English, isn't it, everyone? Exactly. We're just learning English, yeah. real British English. You know, it's just British humour, listeners. Nah, it's all right. Yeah. Um, anyway. There we go. So back to the question. How many people work yes. in this factory? 200, 2,000, 20,000 or 200,000? I think it's definitely possible that 20,000 people work in the factory. It could be a huge you know, factory, not just one building. It could be a complex of different buildings in the same way that you can squeeze 20,000 people into a football stadium. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to go for 20,000, but, you know, it could be 2,000. I, I don't know, Stephen. 20,000. It is 200,000. Shut up. <laughs> 200,000. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that absolutely insane? Yeah. I'm trying to think about think of a city which has got some similar population to that, but it's two hundred thousand. Yeah, that's um, a whole town of people. It that's is. not oh, just yeah. a factory. No, a big town. It's got more. It's more than my town. Right? I, I live in Canterbury. I think the population's about uh, eighty thousand or less than a hundred thousand. So it's got more than double. This factory's got more than double the population of my of my city. It's actually classified as a city. So there you go. Two hundred thousand people. They make seventy percent of the iPhones. Uh, in in the world, I believe. If my thanks, guys. By the way, thanks for the iPhones. Yeah. Like, thanks for making all the iPhones. Yeah. Sorry about everything. The I don't know. If, sorry about the conditions and everything, but you know, thanks yeah. <laughs> for the iPhones. But um, oh, isn't that amazing? Oh. Yeah. Two. I don't know. I, my brain can't handle that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It is yeah. That's the that's how that question got in here. I re- I, re- I read it. And then I went and I was like, going away like, it can't be 200,000 people working in this factory. And, uh, and, the, yeah. and they were, the, the protests were that they weren't allowed to leave the factory. Yeah, there was also some protests about, um, about their pay being delayed or something like that as well. But mostly it was just their, be, them being monitored and not being allowed to leave the factory, like them being forced to quarantine within the factory compound or something. And uh, the protests that started there kind of then spread to other places in China, including Beijing and Shanghai and things like that. Um, and essentially ended the uh, zero COVID policy, which of course uh, President Xi is never going to admit that these protests led to that being stopped, but they basically did, which is, is quite amazing to actually see protests be able to change something in China, yeah. despite the fact that all of the information about these protests was, of course, being taken down immediately. And, you know, if, if a social media post gets put up on Weibo, um, then it would just gets immediately taken down. And um, I, I had some people write to me, say that they ha- were um, had uh, the police phone them and ask them questions like, oh, why did you put up this uh, post and, and things like that? But, um Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Good luck, everyone. Good luck luck out there. Yeah, yeah. All right. We are on. Wow, we've come to the end. Uh, Number 20. Question 20. Okay. December. We are in December. And this happened just uh, last week. So Merriam-Webster, the dictionary maker, has chosen its word of the year. Yeah. This word, oh you look you look uh, happy about this. I know I know this. Okay, I know this good. one. Let's hope it's the same one that you're thinking of. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, the description of the word is the act 
of trying to make someone think that they are crazy or misleading someone for your own advantage. I'm just going to repeat that because it's pretty tough. So the, um, yeah, the dictionary definition is the act of trying to make someone think that they are crazy or misleading someone for your own advantage. So what is that word which was chosen by dictionary Merriam-Webster as the word of the year? Word of the year, Merriam-Webster dictionary. So this, listeners, podcast people, long-term listeners, come on, you know this. We've been through this. We we, we, we dealt with this word a number of years ago uh, on Luke's English podcast with Amber. The two of us had a conversation about all sorts of interesting words including this one this this was a word of the year i think for the collins dictionary it was one it was in their list uh, a few years ago oh wow so the word so listeners come on you know this one it's when uh, someone manipulates you by making you think that you're crazy it's, it, okay so the answer is gaslighting that's absolutely right well done luke and uh, you're showing up that apparently collins is uh, way ahead of merriam webster in their uh, word of the year choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Words, words of the year. I used to do a podcast episode every year with the word of the year. I mean, I say every year. I did it two years in a row. That's every year. Um, I think. For two years? Yeah, that, yeah. Does it count as every I think year? So. Every year for two whole years. Yeah. For that second year, I could have said, yeah, anyway. Um, so I, I, I don't always get time to do it, but um, I didn't notice. I, I didn't realise that Merriam-Webster had chose gaslighting. I know that wordreference.com uh, chose woman as their word of the year. Wow. And collinsdictionary.com this year chose uh, permacrisis wow. as their word of the year. So for the, I, I like the Collins one. I like the process that they use to choose their words. And the word choice is often very... Um, illustrative of what kind of year we've had. So permacrisis is the Collins one. And that basically, for Collins, they choose words which have been used a lot, like new words which have been used a lot and which then get added to the dictionary going forwards, right? So these are essentially new words to be added to the dictionary. And permacrisis is theirs, which basically means a state of permanent crisis, which is what we've kind of lived through uh, this year with the climate crisis, the cost of living crisis in the UK, the crisis in Ukraine, the crisis here, the crisis there, the crisis in my kitchen when I realised I didn't have any milk because I just made myself a cup of tea and then I opened the fridge and no milk! Ah! 2022 strikes again. Permacrisis. Um, so that was the, the anyway, permacrisis is, is their word of the year. I should do a whole episode about the 2022 uh, words of the year because there are a few other pretty interesting ones in there, including the word sports washing, mm. which is where sports are used in order to whitewash uh, or distract away from other more serious causes. Yeah. No need to go back down into that. Uh, particular Should conversational tangent now. Today I feel... <laughs> Today I feel disabled. <laughs> how exactly do you feel disabled? Do you want to go into more details yeah. about how you feel disabled? <laughs> he, was trying Actually, to don't. Do, he was trying to do sports washing there and failed miserably. Yeah, so but I mean, you know, arguably w the World Cup 
was a successful bit of sports washing, mm, arguably. Well, yeah. Do you, don't you think? Arguably. They got away with it, right? Yeah, they got away with it, but I think that the average perception, the average global perception of Qatar, has it improved from having the World Cup there? I don't think so. In the UK, it's mm. probably worse. I don't know what it's like in other countries, but I'd say in the UK, I would expect that people have a worse view of Qatar now than they did before yeah. the World Cup, which is exactly the opposite of what they wanted. Um, but then again, but then again, now when people refer back to like what they call the best World Cup final in history, yeah. and it happened in Qatar, yeah. then that, that that there's there's no way of taking that away from them now. That's that true. they will always yeah. be associated with this narrative, mm. and the World Cup is a narrative, isn't it? Of the story of the World Cup, and you know, and you know, all the, these, these, these uh, moments in football history and stuff. And now Qatar is just one of those other countries yeah. along with, you know, all the other nations that have hosted it. And so, uh, you know, it's a perfect example of sports washing that essentially what they've done is they've, because we love football so much and it's the beautiful game, they are using our love of this game as a way of essentially just uh, um, uh, covering up the much more, the, the you know covering up the ugly aspects of what's going on yeah. by just going okay yeah so you know there's sort of slavery and a lot of people get killed while they're working and there's no no human rights at all and yeah. blah 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 but anyway look yeah. uh, Messi scored a goal yeah. yay that is, and everyone's that is yeah. sports washing isn't it that's the the, yeah. the perfect description of it really isn't it um, yeah yeah but uh, well I don't know in my opinion for Qatar it hasn't really worked. But maybe in other parts of the world, it's not like that. Maybe maybe people have a, had a, a good impression of, of Qatar. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, really. Yeah, um, anyway. Um, well done. Mm. You've got gaslighting as well. That is, I think, if, if I've just calculated this correctly, because I keep on forgetting to write it down, I think you've got 14 and a half, or possibly 15 and a half. I'm getting confused now. Um, should we say that you got 15? Let's say that you got 15. And then uh, okay, people, um, people can compare themselves to you. What did you think you got? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I've just been trying to get the answers right. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, let's let, Okay, let's say I got 15, but I feel like I'm, again, uh, maybe my my own sort of like my, the... Uh, my white privilege means that I just get given extra points there. Like, <laughs> you, you, so you, you got thirteen questions right, but because you're Luke from Luke's English podcast, uh, we're going to give you a couple of extra points. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so seventy-five. Let's say I got about seventy-five percent, which is respectable. Yeah, I, I respectable. would say. Am I allowed to say that I'm respectable? I think. I, yeah. I, I I respect that uh, pronouncement. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, hey, if you um, if you uh, got better than Luke, then uh, you can. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, then you can write down your score down there. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, then you can um, uh, inundate uh, Luke's uh, email inbox with "Ha ha, I got better than you" or something like that. Or the website page, episode page. By the way, if you're ever wondering, listeners, where the episode page is for these episodes on my website, it's always in the show notes, always in the episode description. You'll find a link to the page on my website. 
for this episode where you will also find the comments section. So you can leave your comments there too if you're not on on YouTube, which most people aren't. Most of my listeners listen to the podcast in the usual way. So get into get you know head over to my website and leave your comments there if you like. Um, yes. Okay, so is that it? Did we finish? Yeah, you you asked me before um, how long did I think that this would uh, take? I was like, I don't know, maybe like forty minutes, <laughs> more than an hour and a half. Uh, how naive we are! Yeah, totally. To yeah. imagine this would take forty minutes, yeah. but still, it's been it's been good fun. It's been a roller coaster ride of controversy. Uh, moments of humour, yeah. maybe slightly misplaced uh, humour in the face of <laughs> very serious global events uh, and trivia. It's been a heady mix of those things. Uh, Stephen, thank you very much for preparing the quiz uh, for us. I That's really my hope pleasure. my listeners have have uh, enjoyed this and found it sort of interesting in some way. Yeah, absolutely, um, Luke. I and hope- uh, if, um, if anybody is thinking, oh, I only got like five out of 20... Then uh, uh, in 2023, listen to Simple English News Daily every day because actually people who uh, do listen to my podcast should have got, I would expect all of you should have definitely got at least 18 because all of these questions have been in there at some point this year. So uh, listen to Simple English News Daily and you'll get 20 out of 20 in the uh, in next year's quiz. All right. I hope we didn't step on anyone's toes too much. I hope people don't feel all angry, you know, ah, I love Mussolini. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> never mind those people's human rights. Just give me my iPhone. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Merry Christmas, people everyone. nothing to work in a factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In India, we've got 300,000 in our, in our factory, Adam. Oh, gosh. Um, in any case, Stephen, thank you so much for, as I said, preparing the quiz. It's been I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah, me um, too. I'm happy that I got a respectable score. I think it's a respectable score. Um, and um, sorry to anyone who feels desperately offended that I, you know, for example, didn't get a question about your country right. Um, sorry about that. Um, sorry, but uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Season's greetings. Happy New Year. Uh, thank you so much for listening, watching, and the rest of it. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much, Luke. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Indeed. Okay. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. Everybody, you stay here, Stephen. I'm going to keep talking to you uh, in a moment. I'm going to keep talking to you. Sounded like you're in trouble then, didn't it? I'm going to keep talking to you. How come I only got All 15? Right. Oh, yeah. Now listen here, you. You should make those questions more. I don't know, whatever. Um, okay. I can never end these conversations. So I will just end by going, that's it. That's the end. Cheers. Nice one. Speak to you next time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, I'm stopping now. Stop! Okay, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely morning, afternoon, evening or night. Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, merry, merry end of the year. Um, Happy New Year. Okay, I will speak to you soon. Maybe uh, you'll, uh, maybe I'll publish some other episodes before January. In any case, whatever, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, right, time to stop talking now. That's it. Okay, I'm going to go and just lie down for a while. <sighs> All right then. So I'll speak to you again soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 
Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.